Hello and welcome to Style and Substance, a branding and business podcast for inspired and empowered entrepreneurs. I'm Elizabeth Cairns and together with my fabulous co-host Fiona Humberstone, we're here to help you sidestep the hustle, keep joy at the forefront of your work and champion a more meaningful and sustainable approach to business. We'll talk about everything from purpose to productivity, from colour psychology to creativity, where to start and how to keep going, how to stay inspired, empowered, and more importantly, sane in the process. We hope you enjoy the show. And if you do, please like, share, subscribe, and keep listening. Welcome back, lovely listeners. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The sun is streaming in through my kitchen window here and I am feeling, yeah, feeling really good. My first week back and uh, we thought we'd open with a uplifting, joyful check-in, something hopefully to leave you feeling inspired and ready to get stuck in for 2024. How are you feeling, Bea? Really, really fired up. I've been back almost a week now and that sense of energy and momentum and creativity and actually excitement for the year ahead isn't showing any signs of slowing down, which is really exciting. Nice, because it's not always like that this time of year, is it? Very much not. What's interesting is I'm not sure whether the business landscape has shifted dramatically. I Mm -hmm. think it probably has. I am definitely seeing lots more inquiries coming in about sessions and days and consultancy. So I guess that thing I was saying before the end of term about there just not really being an appetite for branding at the moment, Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that shift a little bit, I guess. Nice. How about you? Yeah, same. Um, and certainly what I'm noticing in our conversations with you is your, your internal landscape has shifted regardless of the external. And yes. I know that the ripple effect of that is going to be huge because when you've got this momentum of energy and inspiration and excitement, that, that creates more of the same. So the impact we have from that place that ripples out actually does have an effect on the external landscape. And I think that's what I'm most excited about. It's like, regardless of what is going on we have agency we have we have power we have influence on our interpretation of things what we pay attention to what our focus is and the amount of energy we bring to something and that I know has an impact on what happens externally and enables us to weather what happens externally as well It's funny, isn't it? Because I very often don't feel fired up. But actually, I, I have been saying in my emails, you know, it's time to start thinking about the year ahead. Because mm. I think even if you even if you don't feel like coming up with the big vision, and I'm 100% on board with you about you, you don't want to force that kind of stuff. Yeah, There is that natural break. And I think we do naturally think whether it's in a visionary way or not, about where we're taking our businesses in the calendar year. Mm. And it it just so happens for me and probably for lots of people that my financial year end is the same as my calendar year end. So it, it is a natural point, I think. But I think 
one of the things I've always got from you is that if you're not feeling the big vision in winter, that's because you're not necessarily meant to. You know, yeah, your yeah. body isn't necessarily meant to, and it will come in spring. Yeah. I think what I'd love is is to be able to remove the pressure and the yeah. expectation that we have to do this, but also recognizing that we do have the capability of generating more of this energy for ourselves if we give ourselves the opportunity to as well. I think it's, it's very easy to forget how much agency, how much control, how much influence we can actually have mm. when we set a clear intention, when we, when we decide what we're going to go for. I feel like this lovely gift of a couple of projects has come along Mm. and just pulled me along and I'm in this lovely little bubble and I don't want the kind of things that could get me down and keep me down Mm. to get in my way because I'm really enjoying Mm. being on my wave yeah and and I wouldn't quite say it's a flow state but I would say that there's some force that's kind of nice along and and getting I mean geez if I can sustain this through January and February, then it's spring. Yeah. How lovely is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And without the pressure to do that as well. No, there's no pressure. I'm just enjoying it. But shall I read to you what you wrote in your book? <laughs> Please do, because I do love it. <laughs> I think this really sums up, I guess, what I'd love people to take from this episode, really. And it's in your chapter on vitality the sustaining force of your business and you say that there's an energy that when you harness it can elevate and propel your business beyond what you might have thought possible an energy that requires comparatively little effort to create and yet is nourishing self-sustaining and life-affirming it enables you to work hard without it feeling like hard work it accelerates things without you ever feeling rushed It facilitates joy, energy and passion and opens the way for inspiration. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is so much more to add. And I would recommend everyone goes off and buys your book if they don't have it already. The Empowered Entrepreneur. But I I feel like, yeah, that there is this force that's kind of pulling me through the winter which is is so nice and it it probably started at the end of December when I started working on these two creative projects Mm. and I I don't think it's an accident that my core values are inspiration and creativity and now I'm putting my attention onto projects that feed my inspiration and allow me to stretch my creativity yeah lovely and this sort of sense of being pulled through I, I'm getting the sense that there, there's something there's something ahead of you, therefore, that's creating that. Do you have a sense of what's ahead? Are you literally connecting with that or not so much? Well, I did. So I had a, a really clear sense. I always used to love this when we'd go up to Yorkshire for Christmas and I'd have these kind of five-hour blocks and you kind of go into – I'm not driving, by the way. You kind of go into this meditative state, don't you? Because I get very travel sick, so it's not like I can read or watch anything. So I am just with my... And Pete doesn't like to chat in the car because he's doing his high-powered high, high powered driving. <laughs> so, 
yeah, so it really is just me and my thoughts because all the kids are plugged in in the back. And so I did very much, I had this very visual sense of kind of all these hooks throughout the year of things that were going to happen. And I now can't remember them. But I I did feel very clear and very inspired and, and almost, I don't know, I kind of feel like I can't really think past presenting these projects that I've got going on mm-hmm. but I think good things are going to come of them I'm really enjoying the process it, there okay. certainly feels like there are no obstacles mm. whereas probably you know if I look back over a lot of last year where I was putting my attention was not not by choice at all but probably where I was putting my attention was how many online courses I wasn't selling yes or you know how many workshop places weren't filling up rather than on the creative things and you know ultimately as the breadwinner I kind of do have to think about that kind of stuff yeah well I think it's interesting you're talking about the not by choice thing and I think this is where an understanding of how our brains naturally works comes Mm. in because we are wired and designed to look for threats. As I think, you know, we've said this before, we are constantly scanning the horizon for the next saber-toothed tiger that's going to jump out or metaphorically Mm. that means in our current existence. So so we're geared that way. And some people are geared even more that way than others. Some people have much more of a natural tendency for anxiety and the need to keep Mm. things safe or the need to keep things small or whatever that is. Mm. And that, so therefore that sort of happens not by conscious choice and I think there's two ways to tackle this if you're if you're lucky enough that you naturally have a glass half full perspective on life and you're always looking for the gift in the challenge as my friend Claire would say or you're always reframing things for the positive or you're endlessly grateful then great if that happens to be your default but I think for a lot of us it's not but we forget that therefore the default is the opposite so maybe we have to take ourselves in hand and go well, what is the conscious choice I'm making about where I'm going to put my attention? Mm. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs or a lot of people like us running businesses and running busy households or, or managing kids or managing other things on the side is that there's any number of calls on our attention and we can just be in this soup of things buying for us all the time. Mm. And just stopping and taking that active choice and reorientation of where to focus what to pay attention to can be game-changing what I think is interesting because that description of soup that's so I think like I feel like I'm the croutons on the soup now (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like I'm in the soup but I think when you're in the soup you don't want to be thinking about that kind of stuff yeah. But it's hard to kind of swim up to the surface. And I, I do feel like this is a real gift because it really has got me out of the soup. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes that can happen unconsciously and sometimes it can happen by deliberate design, right? I wonder what people can do, aside obviously from joining Elevate and working through my amazing projects. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what people can do to lift themselves out of the soup because I think most of us I mean I'm a really proactive positive you know certainly pre-40s 
very glass half full kind of person who who will always choose to make things happen yeah but the last few years I think they've they've taken a toll on the best of us haven't they Mm -hmm. and so it it can be quite hard to kind of even almost realize that you're in that state never mind get out of it yeah so what might we do if we're there well I think it's simple if you think about that metaphor you whether you're in a soup or whether you're in a quagmire or whether you're in the doldrums whatever it is you're in there's this action needed of lifting up above yeah gaining perspective Mm. looking at the bigger picture and firstly just recognizing that that's needed so we need to have an elevated position about what's going on we need to stand above our lives and look at it all with clarity you know Mm. whether you do that on your own or whether you do that in discussion with somebody else there needs to be some sort of very simple process of stepping up and out, stepping out of the emotion of it, getting enough distance in order to see things much more clearly. Mm. And then looking at how, how that's currently organised, both in terms of our internal state, but also in terms of physical organisation. You know, what, what does, if you step up and out of your life, of your business, and you look down on it, what do you see? But the action of rising above and seeing how you're currently looking at things so that you know what you're working with, creating a metaphor for that can be really powerful. And then going, okay, well, what's, what does the energy of this feel like? Do I feel like everything is dissipated, disorganized, not functioning? Do I feel like it's too siloed? You know, what, what's the energy? And what do I want it to look like and feel like? When we're in the soup or when we're in the business, we can default to a very tactical mode of just doing what's in front of us. And that can be fine if you have a really good moment by moment method of discerning whether something is right for you. But if you really want to be strategic and you want to be more intentional about that, there needs to be a broader vision or a higher perspective or a grander plan that gives those tactical moves more sense. And I think particularly when you've been in business a while, you can just sort of groove along and get distracted by other people's sort of immediate tactics without going, actually, what is it I want? Where do I want my focus? What am I capable of? And I think because there's so much pressure on new year, new you, new start, be better, self-improvement, blah, 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 it can create that sort of stick to beat ourselves with. And that sense that we're not good enough. And that doesn't help anybody. And I think this energy that you're talking about is almost the the antithesis of that. It's not how am I failing and how do I need to improve? It's, It's what's my desire? What's my intention? What's the possibility here? So I think there's two things to pick up on here. So that's really helpful. That's that's really great to think about kind of how we can get some structure in. For the year ahead what I've found in my own experience is that looking back you know if I think about my, how, how my business has developed over the last five six seven years I've been very lucky in that lots of of the selling of products or services has tended to just come about because mm. of the books because of how I show up on social media because of the value I add through my blog and my newsletter so I haven't really had to worry about 
you know, is this course going to sell out? Is this workshop going to sell it? Mm. It just has because I've been doing all the right things to make that happen. And I guess as the landscapes shifted, the markets shifted, things have changed and evolved and my Instagram has, you know, doesn't have the same impact that it, it did. And the economy has shifted dramatically. Mm. Those things aren't taking care of themselves in the way that they used to mm-hmm. anymore. So I kind of inevitably have to think about them a little bit more than I did. Yeah. I guess inevitably, as things shift, you you kind of find yourself sliding into this day where instead of focusing perhaps on the creative things or the mm-hmm. the kind of the community things, actually you're having to focus on did this sell? How can I make this more compelling? Or whatever mm. the situation is. And I I guess what I found in my experience is that whilst showing up in the moment it doesn't mean I'm any less inspired, those moments of focusing on things that I haven't had to focus on before add up to quite a big chunk of my time mm. on the analytics, on the numbers, on the things that don't lift me up mm-hmm. and what's been a real gift with these projects is that actually where I'm putting my attention and putting my time is on the things that lift my spirit so I wonder if as well as thinking about the the longer term stuff I guess what I'm really getting at is how do we find that thing that lifts us out you know it's almost like someone's coming and plucked plucked us out of the soup and is dangling us over the top and uh, yeah is because I'm guessing it's not going to be creativity and inspiration for everybody that's not going to be the thing that lifts everybody out so it's not it's not as simple as saying well if you haven't got a client project go find a personal project it's not as simple as saying go take an online course and learn something is it but what that thing is that 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 kind of feeds your vitality and gets you out of that funk yeah that you possibly didn't even know you were in yes is going to be different for everybody yeah absolutely but the metrics for discovering it is the same so it's that internal barometer we have I mean you said it yourself the things that bring you joy and inspiration the things yeah they're your words for that feeling you get in your energetic body of being lifted it's it's a lift and I think Mm. cultivating our internal barometer um, and getting really acutely in relationship with that as to as to sensing our way into what is it that lifts me what creates mm. that lighter more inspired crouton feeling <laughs> you know? yeah let's get away from the croutons every time you talk about what inspires you again I'm led back to your book and that page you did a whole page on the things that inspire you, didn't you? What are the things that lift you up? Because it is important to know, isn't it? Yes, and I think it's a beautiful, playful, curious investigation and experiment, isn't it? Finding the things that lift you up. Well, fundamentally, I think one of the the starting metrics is, are you an introvert or an extrovert? So I know that I'm an extroverted person and therefore by default, I will get energy from being around other people. 
Yeah, I mean, you like to chat to random strangers, don't you? Which just brings me out in waves. But, you know, you're extroverted as well. You get fed by being in the company of other people. Yeah, I do. Just having that first understanding. Am I introverted? Am I extroverted? Do I restore and get more energy from time alone? Or do I restore yeah. and get more energy from time with others? So as an extrovert, I know that I'm more likely to be lifted in my energy by being around other people that doesn't mean that I don't need to retreat and take care and be alone and meditate and I get great joy from all of those things but if I'm looking at this lift if I'm looking for this this raise in vitality this energy this this lifting above then I know that I need to seek out the company of other people and then I also know that I'm a very sensual physical person so I enjoy being in my senses so then I think, well, what's going to be the most sensory enriching experience for me? And because I'm, you know, I'm a woman of sensory touch, I get more from mm. touch than I do from, from visual. So I could go to an art gallery with a group of friends and that would be lovely. Or I could go dancing with a group of friends and that would be a real sweet spot. Mm. I, could, I could cook a meal in company and getting my hands in the, in the produce and the preparation or going to give a massage or receive a massage is going to be more lifting for me than just listen. I mean, I love music, but just listening to a concert, you know, so there, there's mm. degrees. I think, I think it's working out in company or alone, which of my senses creates that for me? Am I more restored being passive or active? I think there are general, just looking at the way our brain works, and the way that we that we grow and expand as humans. We are meaning-making machines. We like to make sense of things. Growing, learning, and stretching will always provide some level of energy. So I think looking towards those things and the recognition that our comfort zone shrinks over time. So if we're not doing that, our energy will get depleted. Exactly. I think it shrinks over time and... We've had it artificially completely contracted thanks to lockdown. And I don't think most of us are fully back in our usual sense of doing things yet. You know, simple things for me, like I've wanted to walk to Shear, which is where they filmed the holiday. Um, it's about 15 minutes drive from my house and for years I've said I just want to walk out the back gate and I want to get to Shear. and my family will never do it you know we it's kind of built up to this big thing in our mind there's no easy obvious route to mm. get there a couple of big roads so I thought um anyway after an intense Christmas <laughs> I just got up at eight o'clock on the day after Boxing Day and I just I just went <laughs> and it was only I just went on my own it was bliss <laughs> nice absolutely. and you know think about the process it's set a goal it doesn't matter how big or how small it is but that sense of achievement is something uh, have you set any new year's resolutions no I don't really set specific resolutions I set intentions so what have you got on your list that you can share well I feel like in the last maybe three four years I've been on a, not a go slow, because it's not been a go slow, but I have allowed myself a lot of freedom. There's been a realigning, hasn't there? 
it's been a realigning as I th- and I think as I said at the end of last year a settling things are settled now mm. yeah and I am committed to being my own best accompaniment my own mm. best you know if I think about what I do for my clients that sort of the encouragement the perpetual belief that this is possible mm. and you can and yeah. you've got the tenacity it's like this year I am without you know this could sound like beating myself over the head with a shitty stick but without becoming a, a driven taskmaster I'm committed to holding myself to higher account this year mm. you know I am committed to allowing myself the freedom to go for what I want more of mm. in yeah. areas where the last couple of years I knew that that would have pushed me too far and yeah. needed to just take more care and just be a little bit more gentle so so my commitment is no I'm not going to take no for an answer when I when I make a commitment to myself mm. I'm going to see how much how much more I can pull out with what's possible because I now trust that I have a really really good radar for the warning flags of the road to burnout or when I'm giving too much, I trust my own sensitivity to getting myself into either physical, emotional, or psychological hot water. I really mm. trust that in myself. And I'm very resilient. And I I want that feeling that I had in my 20s and 30s a lot more than I have now since I've had the kids of, I am a force to be reckoned with. Mm, exciting. Really exciting. So what will that look like? Like, what will you be doing this year that you haven't done in the last few? Yet. I don't know. But there's a commitment to the showing up and the grabbing life by the balls more. Yeah. And I haven't yet fixed that into enough specific goals, but I know I want to get my other podcast out. So that will happen at some point. Mm. Um, I know I want to produce some, something else as a creative project, whether that's another book, or whether that's photography, or whether that's an online course, there'll be there'll be some other creative production of something. Yeah, I don't know yeah. What it is yet. Exciting. And there'll just be yeah, there'll just be a lot more, a lot more showing up. Yeah, very exciting. Great. Yeah. Enough about me. It sounds like you've had the real enjoyment in the early part of this year of focusing on these creative projects. You're paying. You're choosing to pay attention to more of that good stuff and you had at the end of the last year this sort of vision of these hooks of things coming up although they're not quite tangible enough they're not quite you can't recall them now yeah yeah think about where you're going to be at the end of this year do you have a clarity on that do you have a sense of what that looks like no idea I think my year feels full of possibilities in a way that it really hasn't for a very, very long time. Mm. And that feels quite exciting. I suppose my resolve to work on projects that really lift me up and Mm. feed my creativity has been strengthened. I think, like I said in the last episode, I've loved working on projects like the Anya complete overhaul and I want to do more Fiona Humberstone consultancy type of work um I don't I don't really know what's going to happen 
what are you committed to for yourself? I, I don't mean in terms of tangible achievements, but if mine is is to hold that potential and to not let myself off the hook and to be my best advocate, what are you doing for yourself in terms of your commitment this year? I haven't really thought that through, but I guess if you were to put me on the spot, which you just have, um, <laughs> I think holding on to inspiration and possibility probably you know last year I knew I just needed to be kind to myself yeah and you know the other thing that I keep coming back to with both of these projects so one is a little bit of interior creative direction but largely this whole brand experience end-to-end for a very exciting project on a very exclusive island in the Caribbean. The other is complete reimagining of this arts and crafts house in Surrey. Amazing. And I presented them a bit of stuff last week. And even the husband, who I really didn't expect to respond in any great way, apart from, oh, how much is this going to cost? <laughs> um, was like, oh, my goodness, this is so exciting. This looks fantastic. This is going to be amazing. And it it really lifted me up. And I know we're going to talk about imposter syndrome next week. But I think the other thing that I really want to hold this year more than any is this sense of this is why they're coming to me. So yes, there are a thousand other interior designers who are far more qualified than me. But actually, they've come to me because they love how I've made my home colourful and atmospheric and homely and warm and generous. Mm -hmm. And they want that in their home. And kind of sitting in that space of me, you know, and not not looking at, well, this interior designer knows how to do this. And who do I think I am to be doing that? And yeah, but actually just keeping coming back to no, I don't have that. You know, I don't have the degree from Inchbold or KLC or or wherever. Mm -hmm. But I do have this and I do bring this experience. And also, this is my remit. And actually, what I'm doing is really, yeah, trying to stay in my magic, I guess. Yeah. But, But stretching that at the same time. So we look at the process of that, less of comparison, more of focus, like you say, into your magic, and more of mm-hmm. celebrating that and paying attention to that. More of what lifts you, more of what inspires you. Yeah. And that's pretty universal, isn't it? I mean, that's just a manifesto for life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else you'll be doing less of or more of consciously? I think more having fun. Yeah. actually this year like the last few years have not been about having fun and it is amazing what other doors get opened by prioritizing something that on the surface might look a little bit superficial or a little bit privileged or mm. you know just fun I mean I definitely had that as a priority for the last couple of years and yeah. you know my other half has facilitated that hugely and we you know we just want to have fun and as a result I've learned to ski you know, yeah. something I'd never thought I'd do, but always wanted to. And then mm. the result of that, you know, if I think about just that journey of learning to ski over the last three years and what that's offered me in terms of 
metaphor, internal development, personal development, a sense of greater connection to spirituality. You know, it's really, it's opened up a huge amount for me. And then accumulated mm. this year in first time in three years, I could keep up with him. Mm. I mean, amazing. amazing. So sense, amazing. that sense of achievement, but that just came from that recognition that I needed more light. I needed more fun. I needed more time. I needed more space. Mm. And when you, when you do edge yourself towards those things that lift you, and then you look back. It's amazing mm. what doors have opened. Yeah, hundred percent. We're feeling quite fired up. I'm feeling very fired up. How are your clients feeling? What's the mood reading like at the moment? Well, I haven't had many so far this year. So I've had three sessions since I've been back, and everybody so far has been, "This is it. I'm going for it." And there seems to be a a shift into no I've I've got something this year there's there's some potential here this year in my clients I think in my friends as I put out I put out a newsletter about it this morning there's more of a mix there's there's people still very actively in winter and feeling under pressure to be all hyped up and you know some in burnout and some who are just needing to stay restorative I think generally there is a sense with everyone I've spoken to of changes afoot and I'm not going to be a passenger anymore. Yeah, that was one of the things I really noticed with everybody's end of year roundups. Mm. I was surprised at how many people said 2023 was challenging for them Mm. because I thought it was just me. Right. And it, it kind of puts it all into context, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Of, you know, all the, the things that have been challenging for me with my business as if everybody is in a challenging state. Actually, they're not thinking visionary about their brand. They're mm-hmm. in the soup, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I really had this slight epiphany, actually, of, oh, wow, everybody's feeling like this. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm getting that sense, like you, that everybody's now feeling a bit more proactive I wouldn't say quite gung-ho but there seems to be a lot of positivity and I put out a ridiculously named new year brand shakedown again which is my kind of it's a stupid name but I keep not changing it because I kind of like it so it's on my blog and you can download it for free and I emailed it to my newsletter subscribers and I had some really, really nice feedback from people. But yeah, I'm just getting that sense that people are feeling really inspired and fired up. Yeah, and I think that's true. And I think, I do think we get affected by the collective energy massively. Mm. And yeah. we can ride that and we can respond to it. And I also know that as part of the collective, we can create our own ripple. Mm. And if we want that collective energy to change when we can summon it within ourselves to bring that inspiration to follow that creativity to share what feels good to be grateful to do those things that lift ourselves and other people we contribute to a ripple that lifts yeah yeah have to be passive agents in that that's really important especially right now I think is to be part of that movement that is lifting yeah, as far as you have the capacity to do it. And I yeah. think each of us knows, we know within ourselves, 
if we have a healthy dose of compassion, whether we are letting ourselves off the hook or not, and whether there's more in the tank or whether we really need to rest. And I suppose my invitation is to those people who, who think there might be some more going on there, don't let anything get in the way because yeah. that impact on the collective ripple is only going to create more good stuff and only going to promote more joy, more inspiration, more healing, more peacemaking, all of the things that we need. So if you've got it in you, go for it. Yeah, yeah, exciting. Fabulous. So we'll see you next week where we have the very juicy topic of imposter syndrome coming up. Hurrah, looking forward to it. See you then. Thank you so much for tuning in to Style and Substance. We really hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find more information on everything we've talked about by heading to the show notes or by visiting our websites at thebrand-stylist.com or elizabethcairns.com. If you like what you've heard, we'd love a review. We're a brand new show and your support makes all the difference. You can like and subscribe as well as giving us what we hope is a well-deserved five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think of the show too, so please do leave your comments, questions or suggestions for future episodes on our blogs. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Bye.